I noted yesterday that the biggest single contributor to this ginormous inflation rate was housing. House ownership alone contributed 18.5% to inflation. Uh, And it's interesting to note that a large part of the housing inflation, and in fact all inflation, can be sheeted home to legislative changes. Some estimate the effect has been up to 50%. So it's not just the war, and it's not just the supply chain. Uh, They reckon changes to legislation has affected inflation greatly. It's easy to see this in housing. A new property tax regime has just been enacted by the IRD that will have an immediate effect on costs and benefits. And because it's spending its costs, etc., that will immediately fuel inflation. And we can see it in all the tenancy rule changes that resulted in rent increases that were dramatic enough that we had a rent freeze, remember, temporarily enacted in the pandemic. Healthy home legislation has caused a rush of work and a whole heap of purchasing. The housing market in New Zealand is so huge and all-consuming that any change across its breadth has an immediate effect, which comes back to a question that many people have asked. Why, in the middle of a pandemic, when everything is unprecedented, when everything was unpredictable, when black turned out to be white and up, down, why? Did the government believe this was a good time to carry on with transformative reforms? I was thinking the same thought yesterday when I was interviewing Andrew Little about the new locality networks being instituted for the new health structures that are being created. And the whole thing sounded like bureaucratic overkill and two systems will be running concurrently. So any savings, and he promised me there would eventually be savings, but any savings, if any, are away a while a while away yet, you know? And we, and at the same time, we're doing other interviews yesterday stressing the need for spending savings now to fight inflation. So again, is this really the time to institute such a radical reformation of such a massive and crucial beast? So I was talking about this when I was walking the dog this morning to a couple uh, on the beach. And I said, oh, they're just carrying on with all these reforms. I don't know know why they're doing it. Well, one guy said, oh, it's because these guys are ideologically driven. So now that's a common thing to hear people say. But remember, all politicians are ideologically driven. What they're driven to do depends on their beliefs. Look at Chris Luxon's belief that all public transport should stand on its own two feet. He's ideologically a pure capitalist. If he comes in, everything he does will be ideologically driven. So that's, that's not a good enough thing. Now, I think the reason they're carrying on with all these reformations in this strange time is because all governments know that the end is nigh almost all the time. The three-year parliamentary term is short and merciless. There is an election next year. It's looking pretty 50-50. And if you lose, you don't get to do a thing. It's now or never, as the song goes. So this government is plowing ahead, thinking it's business as usual when it's anything but. So good luck on seeing the finance minister giving anything up in next, year, next, uh, next month's budget.